Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Welcome to Jewel Says. I'm Julie Jewels. This past week has been a real drag. As in drag queens... On Sunday, my Carrie Pickle and I attended RuPaul's Work the World show at the Air Canada Centre slash Scotiabank Arena, which is owned, it's downtown, it's owned by MLSE. I had to look up what MLSE stood for, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, which owns all of Toronto's major sports teams except the Blue Jays. I'm not exactly an avid sports fan, although I do enjoy a live event once in a while. And I generally don't enjoy attending shows at an arena. But this Work the World event was an arena-worthy drag extravaganza. Plus, it was really nice for me to just have a night out with my little Carrie. We went out for dinner before the show and had a chance to catch up a bit. Maddie, our server, was from Cornwall in the beautiful UK, and she's headed back soon to resume her marketing studies. Of course, she knew who Catherine Ryan was— what a small world. Whenever I hear an English or an Irish accent, I ask, and invariably, they know. Recently, a tradesperson at work asked Carrie if she had ever heard of Catherine Ryan because, he said, you sound just like her. But I had no idea that work the world was a big thing. I mean, it had RuPaul's name on it, so I knew it was big enough. The host asked the audience if this was their first Work the World show, so I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this has been going on for a while. It was certainly my first. 
I'd never even heard of it until I saw an email ad a few months ago and I just kind of spontaneously bought the tickets. Because I love live shows, I really enjoy drag performances, and so I knew I would love this. And Carrie's day off is Sunday, so I was hoping she'd be in. If not, Abe would have gone. He would have enjoyed it too. And a lot of the queens in this show are famous. I wouldn't have known that either. The audience recognized a bunch of them, and people went wild for their favorites. I've only ever been to small-scale drag performances in the past. But this, this was next level. The production quality, the costumes, the storyline, the music, the dancing. The dancers were amazing. Just beautiful young men and women. Every move so precise and so powerful. Every scene and costume change just seamless. People are amazing. I sometimes wonder if they get bored with their job. I feel as though anyone who has a job in the arts can't possibly ever feel as though it's boring, even if you're doing the same show over and over again. They certainly don't look bored. They look absolutely thrilled to be dancing. But sometimes I wonder if they're just putting that on, because you have to. If you look bored, you're going to ruin the show. I knew a man. Actually, he was a man who happened to ask Catherine if she called Abe brother when she was a teenager. Complete assholery. If he were still alive, uh, he was definitely older than my parents. And my dad would be, oh God, he'd be, my dad would be 83 if he were still alive. So this guy would be pushing 90 if he were still alive. Anyway, he apparently worked in Stratford, Ontario, doing Shakespeare, which I just love Stratford. I love I love theater in Stratford, Shakespeare, and also non-Shakespeare. He said it was boring after a while. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, so many of us have jobs that are just regular Joe jobs. It's a gift to be able to work in the arts and actually earn a living. That's how I look at it. Maybe the grass is always greener. But Anyway, these dancers, the amount of work that goes into becoming a dancer of that caliber to start with, to even pass the audition process and get cast, let alone the rehearsals to perfect this choreography, then going on tour night after night after week after week, doing this show for a new audience, leaving your home, leaving your family. And these dancers aren't the headliners, although the queens are also amazing dancers in their own right. But I really hope the dancers realize how important their work is to the show. I'm sure they do. It's a big deal. And it was such a fantastic show. If you have a chance to see it in your city, I highly recommend it. This week was their final Canadian show. Then they're heading to Asia, doing one show in a bunch of different Asian countries. Then they're going to Australia and will be in the UK and Ireland in October. So there may be time to get tickets if you haven't got them already. Oh, yeah. And there were religious protesters outside the venue. Fun! I asked the guy at the door if these religious protesters were always there. Because, you know, when you go downtown, you'll have certain areas of town where you've got people who are routinely just sort of Uh, handing out pamphlets or calling for you to be saved. I didn't know if these were regular, if these were regular religious protesters or if they were protesting the show. But the guy said they were definitely there in celebration of the drag show. 
They took turns on this loudspeaker before and after the show. They are tenacious, yelling about Jesus, about licentiousness. Thou shalt keep thy licentiousness behind closed doors, a dirty little secret between the abused and thy abuser. Come on, dancing in scanty, sparkly outfits, even though all the dark spots are covered. The Dorth Doctrine is bad. Thou shalt groom thy victims, falsely profess thy love, abuse thy power, wait for cover of darkness with no sparkles or sequins or makeup, because that's licentious. Grope thy victims' dark spots and threaten shame, hellfire, and retribution if they should speaketh of thy actions. Freedom. Carrie and I dressed up for the show. Not a lot of people did, which kind of surprised me. But oh my God, I am not used to wearing high heels anymore. Pre-COVID, I wore heels to the office every day. I walked to work in comfortable shoes, but I kept a selection of heels in a box under my desk for the office. Admittedly, I wasn't walking that much during the day at work, except for a period of time when I was very young, as in pre and during expecting Carrie when I was doing network and desktop support, which entailed carrying heavy equipment. Other than that, my job has been very sedentary. But I wore heels to lug equipment around back then, even when I was expecting carry. Laser printers, computers, and monitors were bulky and heavy back in the day. But last night, as soon as I put those shiny red pumps on, I felt awkward. Oh no, I lamented to Abe as I headed out the door. Is this how people have always felt wearing high heels? It's horrible. I used to always say heel height had nothing to do with shoe comfort. But I never go anywhere anymore, and I'm not used to it. I considered, because of the shoe situation, taking an Uber downtown, but the restaurant and arena are so close to Union Station it just seemed silly. So I walked to the subway station, which is only supposed to be a five-minute walk, if you're wearing running shoes, about 350 meters. And by the time I got down the stairs to train level, my feet were already feeling it. God, I love those shoes, but they're also just a little bit too big, so I have a heel insert and an insole, but they still kind of slip. I'm sorry, I'm going on so much about those stupid shoes, but it really makes me sad because I feel a little flutter of excitement about beautiful shoes. I just love them. So I said to Abe, I just need to start going somewhere more often, maybe once a week even, so I can get used to wearing heels again. I certainly can't walk around the house wearing heels because stilettos would damage the hardwood floors. And anyway, where's the fun in that? So even though my feet were on fire by the time we got to the show, I have to say it did feel really good to get dressed up and go out. I wore the loveliest little satin cream and red floral dress, something that I bought on the spur of the moment with my friend Sharon, who also lives in the UK, in Cobham. She was visiting a few years ago, and we were walking along Queen Street West, a.k.a. Funky Town, and I saw this dress in the window. I just had to have it. I even tried it on at the store, which I almost never do, and I still love this dress so much. Several people told me as I strutted along, you kind of have to almost strut to avoid hobbling in those shoes. 
Several people told me how beautiful my dress was, which I really appreciate. All women, yes. I don't think men would approach a woman and say that. It would be rare anyway. Sometimes when men have a comment, it's just not a respectful compliment. I have had respectful compliments from strange men, but very often it's, well, you know, sort of creepy, harassy sounding. So I'm glad I bought the dress. Sometimes you find the best things when you're not looking for them, whether that's shoes, a dress, tickets to a fabulous show, or sometimes a really great friend or a new lover. The joy of the unexpected treasure. Even though it was a really great night, I was happy to take those shoes off when I got in the door. I was contemplating wearing them to a wedding we're going to in a couple of weeks, but now I know that I cannot. I loathe being barefoot, even at home. I wear slippers or house shoes all the time, and I'm not one to kick off my heels and switch to flip-flops. I hate wearing flip-flops, too. I find those really uncomfortable. So, no. Abe will no doubt want to dance the night away at this wedding reception, and I have to be prepared with comfortable shoes. I'm just joking. Abe's dancing days were pretty much a means to an end when he was, uh, young. And he's happy not to have to dance anymore. Unless he's a bit hammered, which rarely happens, which in a way is kind of a shame. Don't get me wrong, I do not like a booze hound. But Abe is not, um, he's not a habitual, problematic, surly drinker. He just becomes a little uninhibited, which is a joy to behold. He was the most fun at the Hot and Here concert. Carrie's still talking about it. At our friend's Can Jam party last year. This year, though, he decided to take it easy at Can Jam, which makes sense. I mean, it's really not worth ruining the next day. But this year, that meant there were no cartwheels. There was no dancing. But at least he did break out the mankini that Andrew Johnston bought him, which was hilarious. Oh, wow. That mankini is bright lime green. It's, if you haven't seen one, it's like the Borat mankini. I'm not going to post a picture of Abe wearing it, even though he did look great in it, partly because I don't have a picture. I had left my phone upstairs in the bedroom, and he didn't give me any warning. He had originally asked me to film our friend Bernie's reaction when he emerged from the house wearing that thing. One of Abe's goals in life is to make Bernie laugh. But unfortunately, I didn't have my phone when I looked over at the commotion and saw Abe strutting in the mankini. (laughs) It was great. But even if I had a picture, he probably wouldn't want me to share it. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't want people sharing pictures of me without my consent. So I just wouldn't do that. Although, he did sing Let's Duet with me near the end of the night. And his Richard Cheese version of My Neck, My Back. So he had fun, even though he wasn't hammered. We probably wouldn't have even sung those songs if someone else at the party hadn't started kind of asking people if they had a go-to karaoke song. He was a lot of fun, even though I kind of missed the cartwheels and dancing. And he felt well the next day. Bonus. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. On Thursday, I went to a Pride Volunteer Appreciation Party. The theme was slumber party, so I put on a pair of gorgeous silk pajamas, which I got from Catherine, of course. And to complete the look, I added Velcro curlers to my hair. The jamblers were short, so even though it was a hot day, I figured I'd better add my white terry bathrobe. Because, number one, the bathrobe has pockets that can actually hold stuff. I think this jammy had pockets, but it was a silky flimsy shorts and it would have made them slide down. And number two, even though the jamblers cover more than most summer clothes, the top is longer than the shorts on me because, well, the sleeves are long too. I think it's made for a model height person. So it looks as though I'm not wearing anything under the top and I just didn't feel comfortable taking public transit and walking downtown in what appeared to be a Donald Duck outfit. You know, Donald Duck just wears a shirt and no bottoms. I just didn't, I just thought someone might think that I was being licentious. God forbid. But one of the things I love about the city is you can walk around wearing jammies with curlers in your hair and no one gives you a second look unless you're in a touristy area. The party was at Queen's Quay in a very touristy area, so, of course, once I got close, I did notice a few surreptitious side-eyes from people. You can tell the out-of-towners. And then two women, probably, they would have been definitely my age or older, two women approached me, and one of them complimented me on my beautiful pajamas. By now, I had given up on wearing the bathrobe. It was just too hot. Thank you, I enthusiastically responded. They were a gift from my daughter. I would never own anything so lovely as this otherwise. The one woman reached over and pulled down the back of the collar so she could see the tag, which I thought was a bit strange, bit of a personal space invasion, I thought. I mean, I wasn't concerned about it. I just thought it was odd. Then she said to me, I love that you're walking around in curlers. I know, I said, that's the beauty of the city. No one even gives me a second glance. Well, she said, if you were in Burlington, you'd be taken to the loony bin. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. 
Thank God I'm not in Burlington then. I don't appreciate being expected to be ordinary. After wandering around a bit, I finally found the party location. It was in a corporate meeting room. They gave us two drink tickets, so I had vodka soda with scrambled eggs and home fries, slumber party theme. I should have had a Caesar. That's the morning drink here. And I sat down as they handed out volunteer awards. But then? Entertainment? Really? I wasn't expecting that. What kind of entertainment do you think they had? Why, of course, drag performances. The first one was this gorgeous, long, lean lady wearing a black unitard covered in sequins, lip-syncing her heart out, dancing through the crowd, dancing on the bar. As I watched, it struck me that even though she wasn't a great dancer, and her lip-syncing was just a little off, there was so much power and joy in her confidence. And I think that's largely what I admire about drag performers, the confidence to embrace their uniqueness, the exaggerated femininity, the uninhibited joy, kind of like Abe dancing at Can Jam. I certainly could never do that. The very first time I ever saw a drag performance was years ago at a bar called Play in Toronto, which has since closed. I hadn't moved here yet. I went with my Norwegian exchange student, who was all grown up and studying journalism at Toronto Metropolitan University, which was called Ryerson at the time. She had written a piece about drag performers and had gotten to know some of them pretty well. One of them also worked at a local winter store. So the two of us, old Julie and young Julie, headed out to check out the show. And I was awestruck. I could not believe how gorgeous they were. you got to remember, this is my first time seeing this. The only other drag I had seen were things like Dame Edna. And that was just hilarious, over the top. But these queens were exquisitely beautiful. I felt like such a boy in comparison, which I had never felt before. And it made me actually self-conscious about my ordinariness. I love glitter. I love sequins. I love sexy, clinging gowns, gorgeous big hair, high heels. But it, it got me thinking about how sad it is that people who are born with a very feminine figure, as I had, had always been told that I looked slutty, inappropriate. My body was inappropriate. In order to fit in at work, to be taken seriously at all, I had to downplay my femininity. Now, anyone who knows me or work or who has ever worked with me would go, Julie, you did not downplay your femininity. Yeah, I actually did. Because if I had it my way, I would probably, especially when I was younger, I would rather have had a job where I got to dress up all the time. Maybe wear a wig because I never had great hair. So, yeah, I wore dresses, I wore pencil skirts and heels to work, but usually still with a jacket, and I was no stranger to comments about why I was so dressed up. I would have looked like a boy in my office wear compared to the queens that night. And I remember when I bought my first pair of five-inch platform shoes, I was in high school, I had to save up for them, I had a job, they were brown crushed velvet. 
Even one of the teachers made a comment to me about how slutty looking they were, and I never wore them to school again. That was even though I was wearing them with a mid-calf A-line skirt that I had made. High-heeled pumps back in the day. Well, maybe they still are, but they were referred to as CFMPs, come fuck me pumps, which is ridiculous. I think CFMPs are just beautiful. They're not an invitation. A fitted turtleneck, you look like a slut. Short skirt, you're asking for it. Cleavage, slut. Your jeans are too tight. Be sexy, but not too sexy. And God forbid that you look dowdy or dumpy or frumpy, and I actually would have rather erred on the side of slutty than frumpy. It was a constant balancing act, though, something we had to think about all the time. We were being judged. But here, in this room, in this bar, were biological men going out of their way to dress up, exaggerate and celebrate extreme femininity. And no judgment, at least not in that room. And it just made me think that it was such a shame that those of us born female felt as though we couldn't embrace and celebrate that side of us without being criticized. And of course, I had zero awareness of what these guys must have endured in the, in the world outside of that place. I chatted with one older queen who said when she had a heart attack, they didn't know what to do with her at the hospital. So that tells me she wasn't just doing this for the performance. She was, she was living her life. I, I'm not sure. I didn't ask. I don't know if she was trans or if she just, I don't know. But she lived her life dressing as a woman. And when she had to be admitted to hospital, she didn't fit in the men's or the women's ward. Of course, a, a biological man who dresses like a woman wouldn't feel safe in the men's ward. But then the women might not feel safe if she were in the women's ward. So it's tricky. I certainly have no idea what the answers to these things are. One of my friends, Carolyn Kelly, is working on finalizing a documentary about Canada's oldest drag queen, Michelle Dubarry. Michelle is in a care home now and is apparently absolutely thriving there. And one of my pride volunteer shifts this year was for a party at a care home that specifically supports LGBTQ seniors. Apparently, this home has a waiting list of something like 800 people. Just think about it. A lot of these people have been disowned by their families, and of course, most of them are old enough to remember when they had to hide who they were, not just to keep from being arrested, but to keep a job, to have family, friends, relationships with the world in general. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just be yourself without being shamed, criticized, judged, or targeted with threats of arrest or violence? progress is never linear. You know what else would be nice? If actual inappropriate licentiousness was called out. Isn't dancing in a dress preferable to the sneaky abuses that go on way too often in people's homes? Statistically, you're safer at a drag show than you are at a family reunion or a church. Speaking of safety, when I worked for the Sarnia Petrochemical Company, they had a safety calendar contest for children of employees. And of course, my children, being the creative artists that they are and were even then, submitted a number of entries through the years, though they rarely won. 
one of the coveted 12 spots in the annual calendar. One of Catherine's entries depicted a small child looking frightened in a playground setting alongside a leering bearded man wearing a kilt and cap. And the caption was, If a man grabs your hand and says, Come with me, laddie, turn, run, and yell at him. You're not my daddy. Another was a picture of a child at the shoreline with a menacing crocodile exiting the water. Caption, never smile at a crocodile. Sweet, simple, to the point. Maybe not the most relevant safety advice for someone living in our part of the world, but she liked the song. You know, the song in Disney's animated feature, Peter Pan, which they never actually put lyrics to in the movie, but my mother and I used to sing it. And if you don't know the words, well, you're about to find out. Never smile at a crocodile. No, you can't get friendly with a crocodile. Don't be taken in by his welcome grin. He's imagining how well you'd fit within his skin. It's a great song. My God, there's so much wrong with that old Peter Pan movie, which we didn't even notice at the time. The offensive depiction of Indigenous Americans. It was shameful. The trope of boys who never grow up, Tinkerbell being besotted with Peter Pan, and of course jealous of Wendy, the parents leaving a dog to babysit the children, Wendy's portrayal as as a, a mature mother figure to the stupid lost boys. Thank goodness we're evolving and seeing these things for what they are. Always learning. Always learning. Of course, as you can imagine, neither one of those entries made the calendar 12, but they certainly made me laugh. I knew and worked with the people on the safety committee, too, but no one ever mentioned my children's unorthodox entries. I used to enjoy just imagining their reactions, seeing this thing going, never smile at a crocodile, what the fuck? I can see why Never Smile at a Crocodile didn't qualify as a helpful safety reminder in Sarnia. You know, we had concerns like benzene, asbestos, and then your regular run-of-the-mill concerns. But the creepy man going after a child in the park? Catherine put him in a kilt because she wanted to use laddie because it rhymed with daddy. Maybe that one didn't make the cut because statistically a child is safer at a playground than a family reunion. Sadly. The children did actually submit entries that made it into the calendar, but those aren't memorable. I don't even remember what any of them were. Because the reality is, the most entertaining and memorable creations are precisely because they are not ordinary. It's good to remember that when you're afraid of standing apart from the crowd. Thank you for listening. I would really appreciate it if you took a few minutes to share, rate, or review this podcast. And as always, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.